I think you're kind of an offensive person. What do you mean? You have been calling women fat. I didn't call you all have, women fat. I just said if they're fat. You've been trying to do a lot of trick questions. You're coming across very narcissistic. What does that mean? Look it up. I don't want to be involved with narcissists anymore. Welcome to The Father State. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. The Father State is on Patreon, so click the Patreon link to support our work. And I totally appreciate it. I have with me, she's been on my radio show a couple years ago, Joy Micah Peterson. Last name, maybe my sister or my cousin. <laughs> I gotta find out. A pastor, Christian theologian, and the author of Breaking the Glass Steeple. I like that name. What does that mean, Breaking the Glass Steeple? Thank you for coming on, Joy. Sure. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, well, just to be clear, the book's not out yet. It's supposed to be coming out um, probably May-ish or so, at the latest, uh, mid-2021. Right. Right. And so, um, God. And you're Breaking the Glass Steeple. What's that? Sure. So what it is, is basically a memoir of my life um, growing up in evangelical culture and the charismatic side of things, Pentecostalism. My dad's a minister um, and sensing a call for to call to go into ministry when I was 13 years old and um, kind of pursuing that journey throughout my life and going to seminary at Regent University, which is a Pat Robertson school, you know, so it's very, very conservative upbringing. Um, And then kind of graduating with all this, all this education and realizing, oh, wow, like I just got trained within a system that, that is prefers in some cases and in other cases actually um, prefers men, but doesn't even allow women to be ministers in a lot of cases. So, um, it was kind of just this, it's kind of just my journey of, of that story of, you know, what it's like to grow up in a system that kind of tells you that you can do something, but then once you do it and graduating with, you know, 80 grand of student loan debt, for example, um, and then graduating and being like, oh no, like, you know, I'm not God's man for the job, you know, when I was... <laughs> So when I was like looking for jobs and stuff, you know, that would be descriptions and yeah. looking for God's man for the job. So kind of just that's my story of just growing up in a culture that tells you you can be something that but once you do it, once you get to where you're supposed to be, realizing actually, you know, um, there, there are a lot of limitations there. So once you graduated from uh, uh the, the school, the theologian school, you went knocking on doors trying to find a job as a preacher? Uh, I'm not really knocking on doors, more so just looking online right. um, for, for, for just any, because I was young, you know, I was in my 20s, so I was like, you know, looking for maybe a, a youth pastor job. or. And they would tell you no because you were a woman? Some of the job descriptions would literally read, um, only men should apply. Oh, okay. Or, we're looking for God's man for the job. It's a literal, <laughs> that's a literal job description. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, um, uh-oh, I think I trained in the wrong religion. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you're writing, your, your book is a memoir, you say? 
Yes, sir. You seem too young. I thought you had to be either dead or near death to have a memoir. <laughs> memoir. You, know, you seem so um, young to have one at this age. I know. I mean, I guess that's kind of like the old way of thinking, because to be honest, I was with a, my literary agent who I was with for years. And when she realized that I wanted to do a memoir, she was like, I don't know. I don't know if this, you know, you know, if I can sell this because because this is your first book. Right. And they're not used to that. And so but honestly, like, I felt really strongly like that. That's what I was supposed to write my story. Yeah. No, and because uh, I believe in sharing our testimonies, I believe that's how we we become we overcome, you know, by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. So I ended up um, switching switching uh, publishers and agents, and um, in order to to get this work completed. So, right on. And yeah. so, are you a liberal or a conservative? I. I'm probably more liberal now. I grew up very conservative, though. And, so, what, made, and what made you go liberal? Um, well, it began with, um, re- again, realizing that, you know, I grew up in, in conservatism and realizing that I grew up in this culture that sort of lied to me um, and took all my money. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it kind of started there, um, and then just from there, just like I, things just started unraveling, like things that I was always taught, you know, things that um, I thought were thought were the way, you know, and realizing that you know this just doesn't align with me. Like I, I was a lot more attracted to liberation theology, for example. Oh. Um, I was a lot more, I was blown away by those things because I didn't grow up. I grew up in white evangelical culture. So I had never heard a lot of, of these like more um, liberating type of theologies. And so I, I just felt like that was more, more like me, you know, like I'm more of a liberator type of person. <laughs> what, so, so what does liberation theology relieve you of? Relieve me of? Yeah, it, liberation from what? Um, I think the oppression, oppression that I felt within conservatism, you know, like I don't know if there's anything more oppressive than telling a young woman she can do something and then, you know, taking all her money and not then not giving her the job opportunities to earn that money back. Like, so I think it's beyond like conservative versus liberal views right now and it's it's more like what's right and what's wrong and i think everyone no matter if you're conservative or liberal would say it's wrong to take a young woman's money and train her and then not give her the same job opportunities as as everyone else and so do you now support abortion and lgbtsq std say hom- uh, homosexual marriage and all that you support all that I believe very much in that the government should not tell women what to do with their bodies, even though I am pro-life. Like, I would personally never get an abortion. Um, And, you know, to me, you know, the act of it is, is, is fairly disturbing. But at the same time, it's disturbing to me as well that the government is, like, involved in 
women's bodies. Like to me, that's kind of awkward and weird. Right. Um, and so you, but so as as a Christian minister, you you wouldn't have an abortion, but you support other women having them. No, I don't think I support women having abortions. I think that I've, I'm trying to like. I've kind of grown to understand the statistics a little more to where, you know, if if you look at, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but if you look at where abortion is illegal and where it is legal, you have the exact same rates of abortion. And it's really been shown that, that how you get abortion rates down is you provide contraception, you provide education, you provide um, good health care, um, you know, good resources for women. And that has not been done. Like, for, in my opinion, conservatism has used abortion as more of a talking point than an actual, like, let's think of, like, ways that we can be pro-life together and try to think of ways that can actually, like, I would, I'd like to be in the business of talking one-on-one -on -one with a woman and getting her to come to the to the conclusion that I can do this, like I really can do this because I'm going to have the resources to do it rather than, you know, the, the going to the abortion clinic and holding up signs and saying God hates you and all that. Like that's not like that has not done us good in the pro-life movement, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm black, I'm slow. So you have what? to be patient with me. Um, as a as a minister of the gospel, are you saying you okay if other than a woman's life being you know at risk? Are you okay? I mean, is God pleased with women having abortions? I don't think so. No. So why would you be okay with it at all, other than a woman's life at risk? Life at risk. Um, I, I think again, I think I'm not okay with it. Oh. I just think that the way that the pro life agenda has gone about things has not really helped but made things kind of worse to the point where now nobody wants to listen to anything that pro-lifers have to say except for pro-lifers so i guess you know it, it's a matter of walking this this new line i think of oh, like I you know what i mean where it's like yes i am pro-life no i would not get an abortion yes i would i would always tell a woman that she should choose life but at the same time, like the conversation has been so politicized um, to where it, it's not helping. And like the pro-life agenda, it, it's got to change somehow or it's not going to help. Do you support same-sex marriages? I, again, I do support that. I support people having their free will to choose what they want to do with their life. Would um, God I, be I, for same-sex marriages? To be honest, like, I don't really know, to be honest. I know that, that I I have people on my, um, people that I follow that are LGBTQ and they're Christians. Um, and some of them believe in that there should be no, um, like, sexual activity at all, even though they, they say they're, even though they're open about being LGBT. They say some of them say that they won't still wouldn't get married and things like that. So and you then there's others who are Christians that that do get married. So I, to be honest, I don't know the exact answers with this. But I, what I do know is that conversion therapy has not worked, 
and it's the only thing that that evangelicals have even sought to help help LGBTQ people. So you so, don't know if God would be okay with two men acting as husband and wife or two women acting as husband and wife. As a minister, you don't know if God would be pleased with that or not. I don't know for sure. I really? think I'd be lying if I said I knew for sure. Um, when you and, look and that, at it with your physical eyes, does it look right or wrong? Well, I don't know if we should look at things with our physical eyes when we're talking about in the spirit, to be honest. Um, if God had wanted two men or two women to be married as husband and wife, why did he make it possible for them to make a baby without going to the straight world to make a baby? He's like God, right? And he and one of the reasons to be on earth is to reproduce, you know, make babies. Why wouldn't God make a way that two men or the two women can make babies without having to go to straight people to get it? Yeah. Yeah, like I would not I would not say that that it was God's original design. But I would say, you know, we are living in a world of imperfection. You know, we're living in a world of I'm not perfect. And let me let me let me tell you where I'm from so you understand where I'm coming from. I'm like your classic case of surviving the opioid epidemic where about 12 years ago, I was prescribed um, opioids for chronic migraines. And that was right when, like, the pharmaceutical companies were lying about it and saying it was safe right. um, and all that. And so here's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from very conservative upbringing, falling into sort of this, like, addiction, serious addiction, then going ha- for having to go through several different rehabs to overcome the opioid addiction. Well, let me tell you who some of the strongest Christians were in that program, LGBTQ people. So how am I supposed to say, oh, well, I, here I am, a preacher's daughter that's become a drug addict, um, and now I need the help of these Christian LGBTQ people to get me out of this pit. Well, we're definitely not supposed to judge anyone, that's for sure, because we're all born in a father's, you know, in sin. And so we're definitely not supposed right, but, to but hate one another. are you not asking me to judge right now? No. Are you not asking no, me? I'm asking you to discern, but not hate, not judge it. Okay. So judging always comes with hate? Yes. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. And discernment, which God gives us the ability to do, is without the hate. We see what's wrong. We see injustice, but we don't hate what's wrong. Um, do you, your father and mother are they conservative still? They are. Yeah, my mom is very conservative. My dad, I, he, my dad's a little bit more moderate, but more conservative for sure. Yeah. And so, how do they feel about you going so far left? Uh, I think it's been a little scary for them, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> so your uh, husband. <laughs> Your husband is liberal as well? Yeah, he he is has always been a Christian Democrat since I've known him, which oh. is ironic because we met at Regent University, which right. is, you know, very conservative. Yeah. So did you become that way because you got mad at the—you spent all this money in school learning to be a preacher, and then you graduate, and they won't let you be a preacher. Did that make you angry, and that's why—one of the reasons you went left— um, that's part of it. I think that was the beginning of it. Right. Um, but then when I jumped into the, this world, I started meeting a lot of women that were abused way more than I've ever felt or been abused 
um, you know, my, my issue was I want to build, build, build a ministry. I want to, that's how we're taught in evangelicalism, you know, like we're taught that way. Um, so I kind of wanted to, to build a ministry like that, but, um, Sorry, can you t- repeat the question one more time? I asked you, that's why you went left from conservative okay. to liberal, right. because they wouldn't let you preach at, with the men when you went that to was the beginning. Th- that was the beginning of my frustration, but that led me to, again, like meeting women that were very much like being abused, and the abuse was being covered up, a lot of sexual abuse within you know, white evangelical culture, um, and a lot of the same people that were believing in the complementarianism, this is a lot of where, like, these sexual cover-ups were happening. Um, you know, there was something at, at, at Matt Chandler's church, for example. There was something at Doug Wilson's church, for example. Were I you surprised to find that so many women were abusing men sexually? I was I was very surprised in in the church. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I guess I was surprised in general, but especially the cover-ups going on in the church of my upbringing. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that kind of led to to, to more unraveling, and then and then to to swing it back around with our the LGBTQ stuff, like a lot of abuses are happening there too. So it's very difficult to to figure out what that line is and, and to draw like you know who are the abusers here? Who's the one that's sinning here? You right. know. So, um, the the those are the things that that kind of started me on this journey. Um, but to be honest, after I wrote my book, like I feel like I got out all of what I needed to say, and I I feel like I integrated a lot of it and. Like, you know, even with my parents, you know, a lot of the, the integrate, I lot, did a lot of healing through it. And so I'm not really angry anymore. Um, do I have moments of anger? Of course, you know, but I'm not angry, like, anymore. Like, I'm just, um, you know, I just motivated to 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 bring checks on, on a system that I, I have found to be a corrupt system, to be honest. Have you forgiven your mother for turning you away from your father while growing up? Giving my mother for turning—I don't know what that means. You know how she, when you were growing up, she was uh, willfully controlling you, imposed her will on you, and didn't have much, much, many nice things to say about your father. Have you forgiven her for that? I never said any of that. I don't know where you're getting that from. Oh, but have you forgiven her for that? But I, I don't know what I would forgive her for that because I never said that. Oh, who, you're, making, you're making something up right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> who were you closest to growing up, your father or your mother? Both. Who, but who very, was the closest? I, probably my mom, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And why was that? Um, because my mom is just like very, um, I don't know, she's just, just compassionate and easy and um just very you know she's just easy to get along with my dad's very um eccentric and creative type and you know like kind of moody sometimes (laughs) amazing go ahead no finish your point oh my point is is that i i think that um you know i i've had to forgive him both my parents just like anyone else did you tell them that various ways did you tell them i'm sorry for resenting you um, yeah, no, because I don't know if there was resentment. I'm not sure if that was it, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's been. I don't. I'm very close with my parents. Very, very close. Like, really close. So I don't. I don't know if there's like any kind of resentment or anything like that. Um, you know, it's just a matter of differences of opinion at this point. You know, I've, I'm quite a bit older now, and <laughs> you know, I have my own ideas now, and and I think they respect that. So, how long have you been married? Um. 11 years almost. You have children? Not yet. Mm-mm. What are you waiting on? We need white babies. <laughs> Why do we need white babies? Because white folks are not having babies anymore. And I'm concerned that they may become a minority in this country and this country would be destroyed and white people become the minority. Why do you think that? Because look at the people of color. All they do is destroy. They don't build. Some do. White people build, people of color destroy. Nah, not uh, not in all cases. Can That's you a name black me? and white statement. Can you no name pun me intended. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name me a case where that's not true? Um, no, I'm not going to get into that. You're getting way <laughs> on shaky ground here. <laughs> so I got to ask, do you believe that human beings are in a fallen state? The show is called The Fallen State. Do you believe human beings are in a fallen state? Yes, I do. And what, what is a, how would you define a fallen state and is it possible to overcome it? Um, I don't know if it's possible to overcome it on this side of the earth, but I do, I, the way I would describe it is, um, see, one thing I think, I think patriarchy is part of the fallen state because we see in Genesis 3.16, we don't see patriarchy until Adam and Eve fall. So my belief is that are we ever going to overcome the abuses of patriarchy in the side of the earth? Probably not. But can we progress and can we become, can men and women become um, reconciled more than we've been? I think so. You know, can people of color and white people be be more reconciled than we've been? I, I think so. Can it can it fix all our our fallenness? Probably not here. But you know, what's the point of being here if we're not here to work on those things? Is the way I see it. Do you believe in the order of God? I believe in the order of God, but I don't believe that the order of God is is what we've been taught it is like i believe there that there are there are natural laws of god that period they are their natural laws and they're not going to break down you know no matter how hard we try but um you know do i believe that order has something to do with like authority no what is the order of god how would you what is the order of god I would just say that the the order of God is is natural laws. Like for example, you know, are, can we fight against gravity? No, because it's a, a natural law that God has created. I think where we get in trouble is when we start saying that that these laws are are natural laws, and they're they're not. A lot of times they're man made laws. And yeah, we look at scripture and we cherry pick and we do this, and we then all of a sudden we have a, a new law. You know, so I don't believe that that there is a law that that men are to be in authority over women. I really? don't see that as a natural law. So, no. do you believe uh, the order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children? 
I do not believe in that. No. And, and why I not? It, that's the order. That's, a, that's what God no, created. That's, that's, no, that's actually a heresy because we're we're looking at the Trinity right now, and the Trinity is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we've decided long ago that they are all equal in authority. Why y'all decided that? Because they're they're one and the same. They're the Trinity. They're one but, and the same. But there is no such thing as Trinity taught in the Bible. And Christ never mentioned Trinity, nor did God. Why did you guys come up with the idea of a Trinity? Well, I didn't come up with the idea <laughs> of a Trinity. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I would have patented that long ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I didn't come up with it, but... Um, I think I agree with you that that, that 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 scripture doesn't say Trinity, you know. So uh, why did the founding fathers come up with Trinity um, to explain an impossible concept to us? That's the only thing I can come up with. So let me ask: Do you believe that man came from God? Yeah, I and, believe that God is our source. And definitely. then, and the woman came from men from man. Um, I, I believe that, yes, that it, she came from the man's rib, right. but she and, was and made what, in the image of God. No, she made in the image of man. Mm-mm. It said that Show image. Me in the, the verse. It says Show that. Me the verse. I'm sorry. Show me the verse. It doesn't say so, that. So just think about it. Man came from God. And so God created the man in his image. And so he put the man to sleep and he took. A, a bone from the, the man and created the woman in the man's image. And so now the woman is subject to the man as the man is subject to God. But but you're you're adding to the scriptures because there's nowhere where it says that. It says that male and female were made in God's image. It never says female was made in man's image. But it is never. though. But it, 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 if you look at the female body part, it's just weaker and smaller and a little twisted up, but the Not woman true. the woman is Not made true. in the man's image. Um, let me are, let, let, so let you, me put something. Let me say something. Men are often stronger up here in their in their arms. Women oftentimes are stronger in their legs, and that's because they give birth. So our our bottom half of our bodies are often stronger. But to give birth is a punishment for the woman. The pain is. Yeah. And God said curse. because a woman listened to the serpent and disobeyed her husband, in labor she shall suffer. Okay. And so because, because um, uh, Eve disobeyed her husband, you guys are suffering today. Have you noticed that every time the man listens to the woman, he suffers? Eve? Where does the Bible say Eve disobeyed her husband? Read, read Genesis. I have a seminary degree. I've read Genesis. I just don't. That doesn't. That's not in the Bible. Read the story of Adam and Eve in Genesis. But have you noticed that whenever men listen to women, they suffer? No, I think it's the opposite. I think when men don't listen to women, they suffer. Really? Because I think women are very wise. Have you noticed how wise women are? I've never met a wise woman in my whole life. Are well, you saying I'm not wise, mister? When I was growing up, I knew <laughs> I knew wise women because women 
not all of them, but most of them, they loved the man who loved God. And so they weren't so crazy in the head. They had a logical mindset. But now that men are weak and in the home, the mothers are turning their children away from the father toward her. And women, are, uh, uh, they have illogical mindsets today. They, they're up and down. They're very emotional. They don't know what they want. It's, it's a nutcase. Okay. What about Donald Trump? What about him? Very logical. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I think I just snorted. <laughs> Anyways. You disagree with that without a laughter of joy or disagreement? Both. <laughs> you don't think that the great white hope was very logical? You... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh are you talking about Trump? Yeah. Are we talking about the same dude here? Yes. No. But look how he's when a, he, he he's was so emotional. He's the most emotional man I've ever seen in power. And when did you see him emotional? Give me an example. Every day on Twitter. He never was emotional. He spoke up like a man should. He dealt with evil in a way that a man should, but he was never emotional. I'm okay. I'm confused because I thought you were like super conservative morally, and Trump ain't it, dude. What do you mean? Trump's not morally conservative. Yes, he is. He have no, love. No, he's not. Trump has been born again of God because he doesn't have hatred in his heart. He has no anger. He has God's love, and that's what makes him a son of God. Okay. Salvation's of the heart. Don't you agree? No, of course, but are we not talking about the realities right now? Like, yeah, that's sure, but I don't really know. I'm not going to judge Trump's like you know heart. I don't know what his heart is. Well, he, All I he know displayed is that, love. For see, four I think years. he displays hate. Like, I I see the exact opposite. And, and give me I an example that, of hatred. Um. And well, him. I I think that the way he talks to people is is merciless. Um, and that's not how I see a man of God. But that's because you're a woman, you're a female, you're emotional. So you're going to say, oh, don't hurt my babies. Where the daddy is very upfront. And that's what love is. Emotions is not love. The love that comes from God is not emotional. But the love that comes from Satan is very emotional. And women tend to act that way. They're very emotional. And that's what destroys the family, too. If the father don't stand between the woman and the, ch and the children, she will destroy them with that fate love, that imitation love that comes from Satan and not from God. Hmm. See, I would never want to be with a man like Trump. I think he's evil. Like, I would never, ever want to be associated with a man like that. Never. Like, why would I? You know, he's over 20 sexual assault allegations. He's been married, almost, you know, two and a half times. He has women from all different kinds of, from, you know, children from different, of several different women. Like that, but my father, do that. my father doesn't act like that. We all do that in the fallen state, but that's not who he is today. And that's the only thing that concerns me because we're all born in sin. And some people overcome sin and some don't. And the president, is, that's not who he is today. Why would you bring up all that about him today? When that, and, you're, and you're a preacher and you're uh, supposed to have love. Why would you bring that up on him today? And, and most of the things, you don't know if they're true or not, except for having more. He's been married more than once, having children. But other things are just rumor. Why would you believe them? 
Um, because I can see a pattern in his character dating back to, you know, the 70s, 80s. But you used to be a drug addict. That doesn't make you a drug addict today. You, would you want of people course to, not, but I'm Would you want people that. to judge you as a drug addict today? Uh, or do you want mm. them to just... To just, I've rep- I I have repented though. And so Trump you wouldn't want it, to be you wouldn't want to be judged as a drug. I would not addict. want to be judged. But if I didn't repent and change, I would understand the judgment. How do you and know that the president did not repent? Because he told us. He told us straight up. I never asked God for forgiveness, and I never need to. And did he say? He, well, I mean, it's on YouTube. He didn't you say I have up. never asked. He said I don't ask because when I see that I'm wrong, I just don't do it anymore. Okay, so you don't think that you have to ask God for forgiveness to be a Christian? Not every time. He what said you, never. He said never, ever, ever, he, ever, but ever. But he didn't say he has never asked. He said, I don't ask now because when I see that I'm wrong, I just I don't do it anymore. And that's what uh, that's where a Christian should live. He did say he never asked God for forgiveness. And honestly, it can, we can everyone listen to the show can go look it on, on YouTube. I'm not sure. It, uh, no, I, Someone I know asked he him, said have he you ever asked have to, God for forgiveness? No, he, he said, said no. I never have to ask because when I see that I'm raw, I just don't do it anymore. You know that's not conservative Christianity. That's you very know conservative Christianity. No, we ask God for forgiveness. We <laughs> repent in our faith. Do you still sin? Yes, and I repent when I do. So why would you judge the president if he was still sinning? Why would that be a big deal to you? Because the God says that you must repent. But You must repent. If you never ask for forgiveness, you've never repented. Do you love uh, uh, the Great White Hope? I don't know who that is. Donald Trump. Do I love him? Yes. I don't know him. Be honest. I mean, do I love him? I don't. I don't even know what that question means. Like, I guess I could say, yeah, I love everyone because I'm a Christian. But would that be truthful? Like, right. I don't know this person. All I know is that uh, from what I see from 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 here, and all I see from here is is a person that is nothing like what I was brought up to believe a conservative man looks like, a conservative Christian man looks like. And so do you love him, Donald Trump? Um, I don't know, to be honest. How is it that you could be, do you, do you believe that you are a daughter of God? Yes. How can 100%. you be a daughter of God and, and, and not love your fellow man? I don't know. I think that you love is something that's a little weird, you know, where everybody can just be like, yeah, I love, but do they really? I don't know. But do if I you want, don't love do I want, one. Do I want vengeance on, on Donald Trump? No. Do I want him to be harmed in any way? No. But you don't love him. But love him? I don't know him. But God said that we should even love our enemies. If we don't love one person, we love no one as children of God. Sure. I guess so, I do love him then. I love oh, him in the yeah, sense of right. I care for him. Now you're changing your story. For his life. No, I love him in the sense of I, I don't want him to die. I don't hate him. I don't want him to I don't want him to be harmed. I don't want vengeance on him. All I've ever wanted is um, love and justice for everyone. And I see a person that, that oppresses people. Who for did example, he oppress? Uh, the children that were separated from their parents at the border, for example. The what made that, you think he did that? 
Because he had this, he's the one that made the zero tolerance policy. But who started the the cage things and keeping them at the border? Who started that program? Um, I think Obama did. So but I'm do, not sure. Do you think Obama was right for that? No, he was I wrong. Think it was wrong. Do you but love I Obama? I don't know Obama. Do you love him? I don't know. Okay. I don't know him. Do you, but, I mean, do I have a love for him that I could have for you? Like, I don't know you. Like, so I'm getting getting to know. I mean, how do you love a stranger? All you can do to love a stranger is say, I don't I don't wish any harm on that pe- person. No, but that's I, not what God said, because if we are of God, we are of love. We have no anger. We have no resentment. And children of God, there's my, because you have your way, father's identity, you love all people. Sure. And you probably won't meet very many people as loving as I am, to be honest. You know, so, but I'm, tr- I'm also but you very don't, You don't have any love. You don't love the great white hope. I don't, I don't believe he is the great white hope. But he is. Look at um, him. Is he white? And I gave you the same exact ex- example for Obama. I believe that, that love is something that you just don't go around and say, I love, I love, I love. You know, like, I, it's not authentic. And Amazing. If you're not authentic, then how can you call yourself a Christian if you're not truthful? What type of a man would sit under a woman and let him, let her preach on him or teach over him? What type of male would do something like that? A male like Jesus. A male like who? A male like Jesus. Jesus would never let a woman over him. What the? Do you know what? A woman washed Jesus' feet. Right, but she would. I let her wash my feet too, but I wouldn't let her be over me. That w- she that could wash my very, feet. Think about how humble that Have my babies, cook my meals, clean my house, but she she gonna be over me. What the? You ask what kind of man? Right. Let's say a humble man. I let her wash my feet. I, I'm I'm thinking that maybe humility is not your best strong suit. What do you mean? Sir. You don't come across as humble. That didn't make Jesus humble because he let her wash his feet. Jesus was of love, and so he treated everybody the same. It didn't make him weak. So he wasn't. I never said he was weak. But she wasn't over him. If he allowed this woman to be over him, then he would have displayed weakness. But he never let that happen. Why do you think that's an example? He didn't let anybody be over him. Especially women. Only God. Right. So why why would what type of a man would let a woman be a preacher or anything over him today? I would say a humble Christian man. Really? And what's yeah. a humble Christian man? Uh, a man that's willing to listen to people that might not be his normal willing. I mean, listening is a sign of humility. Women do this all the time. You can't listen but a minute. Yet here we are almost an hour. <laughs> let me ask. There is a pastor. Oh, but you know, oh, you said a humble man would let a woman be over him preaching, right? Yes. Um, there is um, in the Bible, it doesn't say something that a man should have a wife that uh, something he should be married to a woman in order to be a preacher or something like that. He should only have one wife and all that. Yeah, you're, uh, there's thinking, nowhere, you're thinking in Timothy. Yeah, there's nowhere in the Bible where God called women to preach. Where did that idea come from? Um, actually, women are preachers throughout the whole Bible. 
that like, we hmm. see women. I mean, let's think of this. Women are prophets. How can you be a prophet if you're not a preacher? But that's women making up this stuff. That's in the Bible, though. I know, but they, it's not like what women pretend that it is now. They're not like preachers. They go along to help out. You know, they bring, cook the meals along the road. They go and tell somebody, hey, come over here. My husband is here uh, with the word. But they're not like preachers. So how do you describe Judge Deborah, who was a prophet? <laughs> and, and the leader, the military leader, basically the president of Israel. No. How do you describe well, her? Well, there are times when women jump in like that, but still they're not the head of the men. They, when she men was, are, though. When That's men the are Bible weak, story. when men are weak as they are today, the women will pretend to be men and act like they're doing a man's job. But so I want to ask. Barack, uh, so you're saying Barack was weak? 100 percent. Beta, beta. Barack was beta, beta, beta male. He even said that big mama was his head. Then why is he named in the Hebrews Hall of Faith if he was weak? Well, Barack Obama is not named in the Hebrew Hall of Faith. I didn't say Barack Obama. I don't mean Barack Obama. Oh, I mean I thought Barack. you meant Barack Obama. No, Barack. I asked, is Barack I, I don't know who Barack that is. Weak? I don't know who Barack that is. Barack was the man that, Judge Deborah, that said to Judge Deborah, I'm not going to fight without you. Well, he sounds pretty weak. Okay, but then why? That's the argument. That I hear a lot, then why is he mentioned in the Hebrews Hall of Faith? Because he was so weak. That's BS. What's BS? What does you BS mean? Do you believe that the Hebrews is God's word? What does BS mean? It means BS, and you know exactly what it means. What? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm black and slow. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't believe anything you're saying right now. Because of time, I want to move on. I have a, there is this okay. guy by the name of John MacArthur. He okay. was, he is a pastor. And, uh, I saw on your video, that's how I found this out. He said <laughs> about a year ago that, um, you should go sit down or something. Go away. I did or he did? He did about you. Not about me. He said it. He's told women preachers in general, specifically Beth Moore to go oh, go home. Yeah, I told Beth Moore to go home. What was wrong with that? Because you cried over that. It wasn't necessarily just him. It was that, like, you know, it's how he gets all his, like, minions stirred up. And, you know, John MacArthur's theological bros, they're very abusive people on the Internet. Maybe they're not like that in the church that he runs. I don't know. But on the Internet, they're very, very harsh people. So um, I think it was just a, it was just hurtful, you know. But it why was just, though? He, when he told her to go home, that's where a woman belong at home. Well, I don't agree with that though. That's the thing is I don't agree that a woman should. I don't agree that a man of God would tell a woman to go home. But he would because he loved her, and his responsibility is to point her in the right way. A woman should has no benefit being out in the street acting like a man. See, I think that that love seems awful a lot like hate to me. No, it's not. It's pure love. That's not love. Those men Locking who are, someone up at home is not love. To do what? Locking someone up at home is not love. Well, no one said lock them up. They just said they sh they should be home doing what a, a woman was created to do. Um, like what? To be a wife, to cook and clean, and watch over his children, 
and make sure that they are safe and report to him when he get home. Be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. But that's just not how life is. It's, I mean, <laughs> I know women, it, but it should even, be that way. A lot You're of right. women are not, don't even have, you know, don't, aren't even married. And those women have, should be out working and taking care of themselves if they don't have a husband. Okay. That makes sense? I, I, I know where you're coming from. It, it doesn't, it's not something I agree with, but I do know where you're coming from. And where am I coming from? Uh, uh, an ultra, ultra conservative perspective. Is and that, I get it. Is that a God perspective? I don't think so, but I don't judge you as someone that's not, not of God just because I don't agree with you. On your Facebook page, you said impeach, remove, ban Trump from every future office. Convict and put him behind bars until he dies. He just got to die. As a Christian, why would you wish so much ill on the president? I don't think I wish ill on him. I think he's a dangerous, dangerous person. And I don't think love is letting someone not be held accountable. So when the president uh, brought jobs back and put black people to work and others to work, Hispanics, white men and women, well, that's, that would bring ill upon the people? Um, not necessarily, but just because someone does something good doesn't mean they're not a dangerous person. When the president put a big, beautiful wall, nearly complete a big, beautiful wall around the border to protect the citizens, was that a bad thing? Well, the wall was actually kind of ridiculous, if we're being honest. It wasn't a beautiful wall, and it never even got finished. Once he put the wall, almost finished the no, wall, was no. that a bad God thing? Loves the, yes, God loves everyone. God loves the world. God loves the world. We're not exceptional as Americans. We're not special. We are just regular people, and there's nothing better about us than anyone that's coming in from anywhere. So do you support open borders? Oh, no. I think there has to be some kind of laws. Well, that's but what I he was doing. But I don't agree with his context of, of, of Muslim ban, for goodness sakes. Why not? They hate you as a Christian. But I'm called to love my enemies, remember? But you're not supposed to invite them into your home and let them kill you. Should I invite Trump into my home and let him kill me? You, you're safer with Trump than you are with Allah-u-Abba people. I don't know. Because really? I think Trump's a dangerous man. Wow. And I think he's a, he's a con man. Not just a dangerous man, but a, a con man. That is amazing. I feel sorry for your husband. He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a beta, honey. Your he husband is a beta. He was a Democrat long before I was. That's what makes him a murderer. No. Let me ask. You said that white supremacy and domestic terrorism. Are you married? Are you married? No. I've been engaged a couple of times, but God bless me not to get married. I can see why you're not, because you don't have a very high view of women. No, I do. I'm looking out for them by doing the right thing, being right and doing right. But let me ask. You also said that white supremacy and domestic and domestic terrorism has infiltrated all of our Americans, American institution. What do you mean by that? White supremacy and domestic terrorism has infiltrated all of our American institutions. What I mean is this, well, exactly what I said. I think that the ideology of white supremacy has infiltrated all of our American systems. And what, is, what is white? Uh, white supremacy? Yeah. Uh, it's the same as 
male supremacy. It's a belief that because you're white, you should have more influence over a country or over any any regard, really, a church, whatever however you want to say it, than um, than than people who are not white. So is your husband white? Yeah. And are you white? Yes. And so are you a white supremacy? Uh unfortunately I think I was born into it, yeah. Are you a white you and your husband white supremacies? Are we white supremacies? I hope not. But you <laughs> white. something like continuously. It's not about being white. It's but not. The, a, it's not about being white. No, but you just said. No, I said it's not right for people to be in charge of other people just because of their skin color. But and you define that as white supremacy, right? Yes. But so, are you and your husband white supremacies? No. And what made you different? You white. Uh, it's not about being white. But it's black about... people who hate you said that just the mere fact that you're white, you are a supremacist, white supremacist. What are you saying that? I would say I understand where they're coming from because I understand, um, you know, that we are born, we, you know, if we were white and were born in America, we probably do have slave owners in our ancestry. And so, so do you I... have slave owners in your ancestry? I don't know, but I would, my guess would be probably yes. Why would you, you know? guess that something like that put your life at risk by going along with people who hate you because of your color? I don't think I am putting my life at risk. You're saying that you're white being... supremacist. You don't realize what you're doing? No, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. But uh, You're saying that, not you, me. So there are some white people who are white supremacists and some who are not? Yes. And how do you determine the ones who are not? Um, I think the ones that are speaking out against it, people that are saying, hey, like, let's deal with this problem in our culture instead of just ignoring it and let's deal with it. And so just the fact that you're white and born in America can make you a white supremacist. No, not necessarily. That's not what makes you a white supremacist. Do you believe there's black supremacists? Black, I don't know, to be honest. And why would you know that? Because I don't know what the, I just don't. I never heard of it. You know, oh, you maybe, don't know. Maybe if there was a another culture, you know, but it's not. It's not happening here. Black supremacism is not happening here. Not that I'm aware of. So when you had the terrorist attack upon America all summer by Black Lives Matter, this far left liberal radical organization that was founded by a bunch of fat black lesbians who said that they were trained to be monsters. They're against God. They're against the nuclear family. They're against unborn children. And that black supremacist, they went around burning and destroying and stealing and robbing and killing. Is that black supremacist? I don't think that's a, f a fair analysis of what happened. It was a, you didn't see what happened on TV and other places? Sure. I saw that there was things, bad things that happened. Did those but I things also... happen? Did those things I just named, did they happen? Yeah, the, so, some of those things. So but why the, isn't it fair then? You if it said that black, you said something about Black Lives Matter being fat lesbians or something. They are fat lesbians. That's what they say. I'm not making it up. They say they're fat lesbians. Well, they say they're lesbians. They don't say, they know fat person going to admit they're fat. Do you think fat. it's godly to call women fat? Oh, if they fat. Do you but, think that it's got? Do you think it's loving to call women fat? If they're fat, 
Do you think that's loving to call the president the great white hope? What you've been saying about him and his what he did in the past is that loving? Yeah, I'm I, holding uh, him accountable. And so why am I not? Why is it unloving for me to not hold? When have I ever said anything about Donald Trump being fat? Maybe because he's not fat, so you can't say it. Well, first of all, he is overweight, and he's, he's an not easy fat. person that I could call fat if I wanted to be an a hole. So let me but ask. Let me ask. So you saw the terrorist attack upon America by Black Lives Matter, right? I saw some attacks. I don't know if they were Black Lives Matter. Is that or not. black supremacist? No. When black people go around, not all, not all, not all, but when they go around knocking out white people because they hate them, is that black supremacy? No, that would be wrong, but not so black supremacy. When they go around robbing and, and killing white people, is that black supremacy? That would be wrong, but not black supremacy. Amazing. Um, do, you know what, do you know what black and white supremacy even means? Yes. No, you don't, because you keep asking me if these people do. If someone does something bad, does that make them supremacy? No, that's not what this is. And what made white people supremacists, white supremacists? Because we're in a culture where white people have always been in charge. And when you start seeing people of color rising up, there's always a huge backlash. Always. And what do you mean how they rising up? Rising up in positions of authority, for example, you know, where we see like Kamala Harris, for example, she's in. No, we've never had a woman vice president. Specifically, and, and a it's woman unfortunate of color. we had to have to get her. But let me ask: Black people are uh, not rising up due to the grace of God. They're they're getting these things through intimidation. White people are afraid of them. They're afraid to be called racist. Which is better way? A best? Which is a better way for black people to rise up to be married? to love God with all their heart, soul, and might, to love their neighbor as themselves, or to go around bullying white people and taking things away from them? I don't think that they do that. I don't think that is a, a collective issue. Yeah, does it happen? Yeah. But that's not a, that's not a collective issue. That's Which not- is the better way to rise up, in the grace of God or bullying white people? Um. I'm not going to answer that because Why I don't not? agree with the premise of the question. What kind of preacher are you? What kind of preacher are you? You can't, you can't, you won't even answer any questions honestly. Jesse, I'm going to go now. I think you're kind of an offensive person. What do you mean? You have been calling women fat. I didn't call you all have, women fat. I just said admitting. if they're fat. You've been trying to do a lot of trick questions. You're coming across very narcissistic. What does that mean? Look it up. I don't want to be involved with narcissists anymore. So okay? I'm going to go. You have you're gonna a, a run. Day. Don't run. Bye. You're going to run. She's I think running. You're very offensive. Don't run. She's running. What the? That was Pastor Joy, J-O-Y, Mecca Peterson, no relation. And she ran. I didn't expect her to run. Amazing. What do I do now? She ran. This is why women are not supposed to be preachers. So anyway, let me know what you think. Don't forget to 
She didn't even get a chance to get in the hot seat. What the? You missed the hot seat, Joy Mecca Peterson. Man, the hot seat would have been interesting. So don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, check out our store, um, and ring the ring the bell. And 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 thank you for supporting us. Don't forget to continue to support. We gotta get it right. We gotta return to God. We gotta love God with all our heart, soul, and might. And our neighbor as ourselves. We can no longer have this hatred. It's not a. a, a it doesn't make for a good Christian country. We got to return to love, folks. Christianity is being destroyed, and this is a good example. We got to return to love. Salvation is about love. Return, changing the heart from hatred to love. And you have hatred in all cultures, and you have love in all cultures. It's a mixture of both. We got to come back to love. We are a Judeo-Christian nation. Well, thank you, Joy. Even though you ran, but thank you for showing up, Joy Micah Peterson. So let me hear from you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. for watching the fallen state we need your continued support donate to my nonprofit here subscribe and like the videos here and tell everybody and their mama about the show